You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. Quite a night for our winter sports teams. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing more boring in America than winter sports anyway. But, uh, you know, because by the time winter sports become interesting, it's spring, right? Yes. I yep. mean, right now, they just they last forever. Okay. Uh, the nice thing about baseball lasting forever, I mean, these baseball, the NHL, the NBA basically last the same amount of time, 26 weeks, right? Regular yep. season. Except. About baseball. six months. Baseball, you got a game, right? And it's nice out. You don't have to have, oh, we lost on Tuesday. Now we can bitch about it until Friday, you know, and then yep. we can whine and, uh, you know, it's so it's it's not it's not the same. I like the fact that at least you got a game every day. If you're going to have an ungodly long season, have a game every day. These guys only play three days a week. But they were both terrible last night. The uh, Timberwolves, uh, what, a leading 51-50 at halftime. and then They were, they were down 51-50. Same difference. Third, were, third quarter was just they were a disaster. Brutal. They yeah. were brutal. They couldn't they they couldn't guard these guys. And uh, Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant, didn't make any difference. So, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, Sports Talk Hour, this confirmed my belief that the boys should really not have making the playoffs as their goal. The finishing seventh or higher should be their goal. <laughs> you don't want to finish eighth and right. get beat by forty three times, right? Well, and that's that's a tough thing with Golden State is they the, they made the Wolves look bad last night, but this is what they do. They do this to everybody. Yes. They made they made the Cavaliers look bad in the in the finals last year. Like this is this is what they do. They just they they run you out of the gym when they get when Curry and Thompson and those guys get gone. It's just you got no shot nope. against them, and uh, you can't guard them. And everybody's saying, "Well, Teague didn't guard it." I mean, Teague can't guard those guys. It's not because he's. I mean, he's. he's oh, there's a lot a of shot. people in the league who can't no, guard. No, they Steph can't Curry. guard those. You can't guard. And them. that's why I think that there's a reason to still be optimistic about the Wolves. I think the Wild are in serious trouble. I mean. It's so hard to make up ground in the NHL as it is, and now you're digging yourself this big a hole with an injury-riddled team. I think they're in serious trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just going to get to that. First, I would like to say that yesterday, who did we honor in the three technique? Clay Thompson. Austin Matthews, right? Who made all his shots? Clay Thompson last night. Boom, boom, boom. Banging them all over. Yeah, and... uh, you can see why uh, they wouldn't give him to the uh, Timberwolves. He's going to be up for a contract I was just say, after is he a free agent? twenty. No, not after this year. After next year, I okay. think. Twenty nineteen. So who have they agent. paid yet? The Warriors. They paid Steph. 
Yeah, they just paid Steph this summer. Durant's kind of on a one-and-one type of thing that he's probably going to sign every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond, I think, is Yeah, he through, signed an extension, right? Yeah, Draymond, I think, is through 2020. Clay is through 2019. How about JaVale McGee? JaVale yeah, McGee. Yeah, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll keep paying him the minimum every year, and he'll probably be he'll fine with that. keep taking it. Coach uh, uh, Tibbs, you know who Coach Tibbs loves among all of them? Did you see those quotes? I did not. Uh, Draymond, he said he's the most unique player in the NBA. And he said he gives them that nasty little fire that they need. You know, the the Warriors. He says he's, you know, 6'6", inside, outside. He's the most, and he's meaner than hell. He's tough, yeah. And, he, uh, and do you guys know, he has been their assist leader for the last two years. Really? really? If you look at this, the, the assists per game and the total assists, Draymond Green has led them in assists wow, the last I two years. I never would have guessed okay. You would think it was Steph or somebody, right? right. But no. When it's, Steph it's leaves, who plays point guard? Or don't they? Don't, uh, they can put like McCaw, Patrick McCaw in. <laughs> but they never um, play. They never play traditional point guard anyway, right? It's just no. Uh, I mean, they move, they just move, they move, move they the share the ball, the ball as uh, they share the ball better than anybody in in the NBA, and I, that includes San Antonio. I had a thought too last night. Remember when Steve Kerr left the broadcasting booth and everyone just assumed he was going to join Phil Jackson in New York and mm-hmm. coach the Knicks and everything? He made what? a good Could, you, well, could yeah, you imagine but, if he had taken the Knicks job with, instead? And it met, was met with criticism. Like, why is he taking? In the Golden State job, wouldn't you want to be a marquee part of a marquee franchise like the Knicks? I remember that conversation yep. taking place, and at the time, I didn't know that Golden State was going to be that good. I mean, he might have known that Phil was a, well, and going to be an idiot right. as far as a, uh, as a you know coach, fine personnel guy. No, and remember everybody because Golden State had just fired Mark Jackson after yep. winning like. 50 games and getting beat in the first round and everybody was like how can you how do you how do you fire mark jackson and then steve comes in and they won the title that first year and it's crazy uh, there's something and now you get the impression that they're all going to figure out a way to stay together there oh yeah yeah when clay's a free agent he'll sign a he'll sign a team friendly contract and they'll stick together and yeah. So uh, I'm not, you know, I got the racy rules for watching hockey, right? It, uh, you, you click over, and if it's a one-goal lead, you watch for the one-goal game, you watch for a while. Yep. Uh, or if somebody's on a power play, you watch. And then if it's like the last five minutes and it's a two-goal game, then you watch, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been clicking over, and the last two times I've been clicking over, the doobs has let in a softie. The Dubes yeah. is playing terrible. Yes, he I is. I don't care what anybody says. Every time I turn on the TV, he's letting in a softie. The The other day I turned it on, he clanked one off the post, and he was, you know, he just let one go in for no reason. Last night he kicked one in himself. Uh, <laughs> so my question is, what's the deal with goalies? What is the why, What happens to them? They're screwballs. That was a very Jerry Seinfeld question. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's the deal yeah, that's with goalies? What it's supposed to be. What is the deal <laughs> with goalies? And you know the other thing is, you never draft one. You always get one that's on the uh, rebound. On the rebound, from Somebody yeah. that's in his third organization. I was so worked up at 6 a.m. this morning when I was going through the new newspaper that I went back and looked it up. The Wild has been in 18 NHL drafts because the year that they didn't play, they had they did have a draft, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 18 drafts. They've had two goalies who played a number of games. Josh Harding played 100, started 117, and Darcy Kemper started 89. And uh, 
So they've never really had the guy that was – they've never drafted a number one goalie. And then they had that Hackett that played 12 games. There's a couple – And they traded him, right? Yeah, he was in on the Pominville trade. And uh, Kemper is 89. So, you know, how can they be harder to find than shortstops? Why I, can't you ever draft one? And if you find a guy – there's not the chance. It's it's like your comparison. There's, there's a chance, eight of them. but there's a chance even if he's great one year, he might be just kind of okay well, the next. Yeah, yeah, Doobie was great, but I'd tell you, goal, I'd goalie, I'd say, yeah, you know, you were great this year, but I looked at your track record. You aren't that good. I'll give they're you almost, another one year deal. They're almost like closers in baseball. Yes. I mean, you you have you have the handful in baseball that are yeah. really good, but then everybody else is just it's kind of a year by year thing. And I, to expand on something I said to Jess Myers yesterday, one of the dumbest things this team has ever done, because they're so paranoid about uh, getting accused of a bad trade, they traded that Larson and Hackett to Buffalo for Pominville. Mm-hmm. And it was a rent-a-player, going to be a free agent, going to be a free agent to make the playoffs. They had to make the playoffs that year, And then right? he was going to walk. Right, the playoffs. But they were, Pletcher was so paranoid about having people say, well, you traded him, you got, you know, and you didn't get, you know, you gave up too much. Well, he didn't. Neither were any good. But they won't, they won't admit it's a rental. They don't, won't admit it's a oh, rental. Oh, but wait a minute. So not only did they give him a five-year deal, but part of it was, yes, but his best friend is Vanek, and we'll be able to sign him. So not only did you pour five years of money down the rat hole for him, you poured three years of money down the rat hole for Vanek. But they did it last year, the rental, when they traded the, for the guy from Phoenix. Yes. They did do that. Well, yeah, but, you know, they've done it. If Carly Simon and a couple of those guys that they've rented, Chris Simon, the big old. Carly Simon. Yeah, that, I, was, I was trying to be funny. He was supposed to be the toughest guy of all time. Right. Remember the Cam Barker trade? Yeah. They traded Nick Letty. Yeah. Nick Letty's skated you know, kind like of a... me. Yeah. He couldn't have skated. He couldn't have started for the Folder Raiders hockey team. He did skated. He, he was such did a Did he lousy. end up playing for anybody else? Cam oh, Barker? Yeah, he, he like... kicked around. He went back up at Edmonton or some damn place. And he's terrible. But <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with a rental. Why did you give Pominville a five-year contract? And then, as as our boy uh, Collar pointed out yesterday, then they had to give up Scandella just to get rid of Pominville's money. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I think because of you know the the significant injuries with Parisi and others that they're not only are they a team that isn't playing very well. They're old. They're boring. And they're boring. Boring. We don't have the guy. Joe wants the guy. We all want the guy. I want some. Maybe Coonan. Maybe he'll be the you guy. You think he'll be the guy? Well, he's got to be. There's nobody else who's even close to being the guy. So, Anyway, they're uh, they're boring right now, but that doesn't make any difference because when they return home, bah, bah, the Woodbury sheep will be back filling up the arena. What about bah, the Eden Prairie sheep? Do they come too? They come too. Okay. Bah, <laughs> we'll be back. The indictment, uh, the federal indictment against Adidas executive Jim Gatto came out yesterday. 
against and uh, former Louisville coach Rick Pitino. Uh, the suggestion is he was aware of a scheme to pay the Cardinals recruit Brian Bowen, big surprise there, and participated in the plan. This is uh, Mark Schlabach from ESPN.com. The indictment, which was released Wednesday by the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, includes a new description of a meeting in a Las Vegas hotel room on July 27th. According to the indictment, the FBI, the FBI, (laughs) not the NCAA, Mm -hmm. the FBI, recorded and videotaped the meeting between former AAU basketball coach Christian Dawkins, a Louisville assistant coach, a Louis, not Dawkins is not a Louisville assistant coach, uh, a, a Louisville assistant coach, and others as they conspired to pay Bowen's family to ensure the star recruits signed with the Cardinals, an Adidas-sponsored team. Quote, this is out of the indictment, and there's some brackets here because Patino is named as Coach 2 in here, not by his name, but he's been identified as Coach 2 by many sources. Dawkins explained that while Patino and the University of Louisville were recruiting Bowen, Dawkins asked Patino to call James Gatto, to request that Adidas provide the money requested by the family of Bowen, which Patino agreed to do, the indictment reads. Hmm. A previous description of the meeting, uh, which included the FBI complaint against Gatto, was released on September 26th. That didn't include the language indicating Patino agreed to do it. So they added that, which is not real good. The original complaint, anyway... In an interview with ESPN last month, Patino uh, reiterated that he had no knowledge of any payment to Bowen's family, citing a lie detector test that he took in October. Uh, Patino had said of uh, Bowen, he fell into our lap in recruiting. (laughs) Obviously, now with the circumstances behind it, there's more to it than meets the eye. No. (laughs) For all of... uh, Rick's competitors, it probably met the eye pretty clearly. Oh, that right. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the worst thing he ever said was when he came out in July or when they got him, when Bowen decided to go there and said, I don't know, he just decided, he, you know, everybody who's recruiting this kid nationally is saying, oh, okay, so it just fell in your lap. You know what it was? <laughs> it was arrogance. Yeah. It was straight arrogance well, out of him. The, yeah, the fact that you are... Still being, you know, un- the NCAA has uh, had handed him, what, a six-game suspension mm-hmm. for the uh, uh, not— they, they basically let, it, let him walk on the hookers, except I think it was like you should have known if you didn't know, you know, on the hookers. So he was facing a six-game suspension. Then to turn around and throw that kind of money at this kid— uh, is uh, just an astounding uh, thing by him, and uh, but I'll tell you one thing: he uh, last year. When did the when did the hooker thing pop? Two years ago. That was two years yeah, ago. Two years okay. ago, yeah. And that's when he went on. I and, think it was was it Mike and Mike's show, or was it a press a formal press conference when he mentioned the brother in law? Oh, he mentions the brother in law every time. I think he, I think he was on Mike and Mike. That's or, right. Or I thought so ESPN too. Radio yeah, show, yeah, yeah, he did that, but. Guys that I know that I really respect uh, almost believed him on not knowing about the hookers. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were... It, it Guys shocked, that are close to the team? Sh- well, you know, they know, they've know they known him a lot okay. better than I have for 30 years. 
And what about the extortion thing with the? Uh, yeah, with the how he got out of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, well, he 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 basically knew he was so powerful in Louisville he could call her bluff, right? Yeah, the woman's bluff and make his uh, make his admission and the whole thing. But uh, as we've all said, this is the FBI, Rick, and uh, you ain't getting any of that $44 million, baby. Completely different ball <laughs> And that's the, the only reason why he's continuing to fight this is because he's trying to save whatever face he has left, but also he's trying to preserve any money he might have coming his way. I don't way. think they want him to... T- I don't think they want to... Uh, he wants him to take down that Hall of Fame plaque at the Naismith uh, Hall of Fame either. You know, I think it's for him. It's, what he doesn't realize is that... His, the image part of it's gone. You know, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, when you die, graph two is you got fired at Louisville. You know, you won, who won uh, two national championships. Blah blah blah. Second graph uh, got fired well, at Louisville. Well, okay, but will it? Will they go back and take some of those victories away as a result of this? Well, they're. Uh, I mean, I know I we're a know. long way from there's, there. There, well, there are people wondering if that's going to happen. But hell, if you. If you don't take any of North Carolinas there's, away, why bother with Louisville? There's just so there's just so many blemishes. I mean, this was this was the thing that finally got him, yes. I guess. But there's just so much with just all the stuff that we've talked about, all the different stories and incidents we've we've talked about in the last, you know, six, seven years. Like there's just so much of it. It's just what what sort of legacy or is he trying to save? Like there's just so many black eyes here. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And the other part of it is guys like Billis and that who are, you know, kind of saying, "Oh, this has been going on forever." So that's supposed to make people feel better about college basketball. And right. It's just it makes it worse. Yeah, the fact I that know. this has the been going on forever. It's been going on forever. That's not good. But uh, the reason uh, I was right when this first came out, I saw a story. UCLA decided to leave Adidas. You know, they had been Adidas and they left. And that made Louisville pretty much their spotlight program, Adidas, because mm-hmm. Nike's got most of the boys. And I think mm-hmm. Under Armour got Louisville, uh, UCLA, I think. Is so, it Under Armour? Okay. So they, and they, they gave that big, huge new contract to Louisville. That's what's interesting, too, is what's, what's Louisville going to do without that Under Armour money if that thing blows up? You know, because they gave them what? Was it un- Three hundred million for ten years or whatever the hell it is. It's some huge contract that uh, Adidas gave them. All this money, man. It's just yeah. This guy landed in their lap because you were the number one Adidas school, and he was played for an Adidas AAU program. That's the scam of this whole thing. Is you know guys are going to okay we. We're a Nike. We we have a Nike sponsor here in the Twin Cities. You, I have an Under Armour. There's three glamour teams in the Twin Cities. One's Under Armour, one's Nike, and one's Adidas. Well, of course it's, they're going to choose. It's well, not necessarily, but it's ugly. College sports, man, oh, just with basket, basketball and football. It's and just basketball a, more than any because one guy can yeah, make so it's much just, difference. It's just such a slimy game, But man. with Rick, back to Rick for a second, because there's a lot of people out there, and my, myself included, that are almost taking a tiny bit of glee and knowing that this, this weasel finally got caught. But for him to continue to deny and for him to eventually, because this is going to go to trial at some point, correct? And he's going to have to testify as to what he knew and what he didn't know. And like you keep saying, this is the FBI. Rick, 
you got to face the music and realize there's a chance you could go to jail yeah. as a result of all this, not well, just lose your job and lose your money. Yeah, I'm sure Gano <laughs> will play it out. There might not even be a trial, but, uh, uh, you know, now they, the assistant coaches start getting charged with, you know, Chuck Persons got, they all got indicted yesterday. So hmm. anyway, Rick, uh, we don't believe you. No, they never <laughs> have. All right, we'll be back. Here's Johnny Hyde for the sports update, followed by traffic as he continues to prove that Kenny is an unnecessary don't, uh, don't. an unnecessary don't tell object that. to yeah. all things. I kind of like the way John brings you know a little yes, added flair with his traffic report. Yeah, it's become a permanent thing. Kenny's yeah. very needed, and in fact, I'm going to have his attitude shortly if he doesn't okay. get the hell back. <laughs> <here for laughs> this, uh, you know what? The thing about you is you're at least uh, a little apprehensive about the traffic over there. Kenny's Kenny's kind of laissez-faire about it. He, he kind of <laughs> almost he takes kinda, glee in the fact that he dismisses our misery. That's uh, he what does. We don't yeah. about him. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Virgin Mobile. Switching your phone service is simple with Virgin Mobile. Switch online in just minutes and get unlimited talk, text, and data, plus great deals on iPhone. Shop now at VirginMobileUSA.com. Teddy Bridgewater talked with reporters today for the first time since he was put back on the roster. Told them, uh, no, he doesn't have any concerns as far as that repaired knee goes. Our training staff, our strength and conditioning staff, they've done a great job of preparing me to get to this point. So um, once I get out there, you know, it's no regrets, no holding back. Whatever's meant to happen, happens. I trust God's plan for me, and I want to go with that. Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. Teddy. You know what, Teddy? Still boring. Okay. <laughs> the injury didn't help that part, huh? No, yeah. it didn't. Well, the Vikings will start Case Keenum this week as Bridgewater continues to practice. Uh, Bridgewater did not give reporters any indication about when the team could name him the starter. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> that's a surprise. I thought he'd come out and say, if I'm not starting in two weeks, the hell with these guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, Everson Griffin missed practice for the second straight game with a foot injury, but uh, head coach Mike Zimmer didn't seem concerned about his status for this Sunday's game against the Redskins. Zimmer responded, yes, when asked whether Griffin would play. Zimmer added he just loves to play the game. Yesterday he was mad that he couldn't practice. He was grouchy all day yesterday. Uh, Griffin leads the team in sacks with 10 this season. He's taking down the opposing team's quarterback at least once in every game that the Vikings have played so far this he, year. He uh, has missed one start since he became a starter. He was sick uh, once in 2015 and missed a game, I think, against Detroit. Wild right back on the uh, yeah, proverbial Yeah, I either line. knew that off the top of my head or I looked it up one of the two. I thought maybe you just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed either way, yeah. <laughs> the Wild right back on the proverbial horse. Uh, they were defeated, of course, last night in Toronto. They're back in action tonight. They're in Montreal to play the Canadians. Class 6A football tournament has a couple of games tonight as all the football playoff <laughs> action gets <laughs> underway. It's going to be a little chilly out there, <laughs> I need to be playing Eden Prairie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because they're at Chanhassen. Yeah. That, and that field, that wind whips right Ooh, through right that there. field right behind the high school. Into that little valley. Yeah. And, oh, That's going to be a painful game. Mm -hmm. uh, that one is Eden Prairie taking on Lakeville North at Chanhassen High School at 7 o'clock. And St. Michael Albertville will play Maple Grove at Park Center High School at 7 o'clock. Uh, don't forget, you can catch high school state football action at the website www.prepspotlight.tv. Uh, there's 28 games total. They will have them all. They'll have play-by-play -play announcers. They're in HD, and it won't cost you one penny to watch 
www.prepspotlight.tv. Technological corner. I watch those on my computer, right, John? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank That's you. correct. <laughs> Technological corner. I can probably watch them on my iPad, too. Or your phone. Oh, sure. Or your my phone. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any place you got the internet. You so know what? Right. You watch watch it on your phone on your ride home. Well, I don't think so. No, I'm not not that good at driving. (laughs) I'm old. (laughs) The New England Patriots have claimed veteran tight end Martellus Bennett off waivers. Of course. (laughs) Bennett was waived by the Packers yesterday. He played for the Patriots, of course. I knew he'd go back there. That's so funny. What is the controversy over there? The Packers are claiming that he... Didn't tell him he had an injury or what? Uh, I, a designation that he failed to disclose a physical condition. That's what they waived mm-hmm. him with. So, and uh, but boy, that didn't work out for him. Well, but the not. way the way that I read that is because they designated that they can recoup. It's not necessarily saying that he did anything wrong, but because they designated that they can recoup some of his signing bonus. Oh, okay. That's why I talked to a friend of mine yesterday who helps cover the Packers in Green Bay and. He just said, yeah, he's totally going to go back to New England. That's just, <laughs> yeah, that's just, of course he's going to go back there, and sure enough. I he, talked uh, to a Packers owner. That's how I got that information. And meanwhile, <laughs> Cook is uh, Cook is uh, doing well, right? Uh, Cook's catching a lot of passes. He's yeah. in New Orleans, right? No, yeah, he Oakland. 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 Yeah. He's at Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bennett, he, boy, he had some clankers for the I Packers. think this is it for Ooh. Ted, Johnny. That's my hot take. I think, think Ted's so? done. Yeah. Ted's gone? I think Ted's gone. And they should hire Randy from Cottage Grove. That's right. <laughs> well, I just, I, if they're going to end up you know, winning a couple games, I'd rather they didn't get no, a higher get draft a, pick. Get a decent <laughs> draft pick. They haven't had a decent draft pick in 10 yeah. years. Uh, Bennett did say, I don't know if you guys remember last week on social media, he's pretty sure he'll retire after this season. Ah. So, even before the Packers had... Uh, I love the really Bennett boys, though, man. They, yeah. man. they had to be a hoot. I don't know if I'd like to be standing near them if they were drunk in a bar, though. They might, you know, <laughs> no. they might clean the place out. All right, Johnny, uh, we'll be right back with traffic from a new voice here. <laughs> Master Tespasian is with us. How you doing, sir? Doing well, man. How you been, bro? I have been good, boy. You got out of here too early. The Cronkite School graduates are taking over the Star Tribune. I don't think we've hired anybody in the last three years that isn't from there. Is that right? I, I think it started with me. We got with Aaron Levinsky in there. Yeah. Kind of helped him get in there. We got a new hockey writer coming in. Uh, she's a Cronkite. And, uh, we, oh, yeah. We got a lot, man. There, uh, Levinsky's very proud that uh, we're, we're, you're taking over the place in there. How's the post? <laughs> how's the post treating you, sir? It's been good, man. Everything's been really great, man. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying DC, enjoying covering this team, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Chocolate City, man. A lot more black people here. <laughs> well, that uh, you know, we're we're doing okay though. Hey, Redskins, uh, they're 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 very feisty, mediocre right now. It looks like I've watched them a few times, and man, they've had chances to win, and the game gets away from them. But they're they're not bad. Yeah, the thing with them is that they're always going to fight, and they're always going to give you a battle. Um, what they've been going through the last few weeks has just been an abnormal amount of injuries particularly on the offensive line where last game they in the upset against Seattle in Seattle, they played without four of their starting offensive linemen. And I, I honestly gave them no shot to win that game. And that was a game they needed to have and needed to win to kind of even remain in the hunt, uh, which they were somehow able to pull off. And I think that's just a lot of the identity of this team. Um, 
it's a very close-knit team. I, I don't know exactly why that is yet, but there's something about the culture this season that's been a lot different than it was last year where the guys, even from the starting training camp, they they have a bond here that it goes beyond just like the field. They just love to communicate, love to be with each other, love to talk to each other. Like they spend the defensive guys on Thursdays, they like to spend uh, time at Josh Norman's house and where they watch film and just kind of hang out together and just kind of bond and, and do those kind of things that has gone a long way in terms of their relationship and their communication and what they've been able to accomplish on the field. And like you said, I mean, even though they are 4-4, four and four, I, I, I still view them as they're able to win either at Minnesota either this week or next week in, uh, against New Orleans. The schedule becomes very favorable for them down the stretch. They could become a very dangerous wild-card team uh, that can make a postseason run uh, in December. Uh, in terms of the NFC, because the NFC is just so wild right now that you just don't know who, which team is going to come out of it and come out with those two wild card spots. Hey, Master, is Trent Williams going to be back at left tackle, or are they going to put T.J. Clemmings out there, which could be very bad with Everson Griffin on the other side of the line? <laughs> I, I don't know if, 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 if Trent will play. Uh, he's missed the last few games now. He, I mean, he's supposed to have a surgery. Like, his season should be over, but Trent's trying to tough it out as long as he can to see how long. Uh, he can participate because that's the kind of guy he is. He's going to play and help out the team in any way he can. And he knows that this team, that's not the top of the to bring in, and he feels that there's something special about the team. Uh, but if he doesn't play, I don't know if I expect T.J. Clemens to play, though. Who would play uh, left I, tackle? I would believe that would be kind of second. Who injured, who suffered a core muscle injury in week three, had surgery in and out ever since. But he's been practicing on the week. Uh, been, been participating with the ones there uh, on the offensive line. I would anticipate him being a left tackle. That, if he is healthy and ready to go, that would be my bet. All right. Hey, is Jordan Reed healthy? Uh, he has been participating this week. Uh, he's been dealing with aggressive injuries all year. Started with the toe issue that he dealt with in training camp. Uh, still wasn't fully 100%. Then he dealt with the hamstring issue. Just when he started feeling like he was getting a lot better, he pulled up on his hamstring and didn't play against Seattle. Um, if he does play, he's obviously a dangerous asset. And the team's goal offensively this season was that he would be the number one target. And this offense would revolve around him. And once they start, when teams start to plan and game plan around him, we've got other options on the outside. We've got Chris Thompson, who's been a very dangerous pass catching running back. Uh, and obviously, Josh Dockson started to come along the 2016 first round pick. So if he's healthy, that is a very dangerous and, and valuable asset to his offense. If he's not there, uh, I would look out for Vernon Davis. Yes, he's old as hell, but, man, that boy can still run, man. He, he, <laughs> he's in great shape. He moves around the field in such a very fun way, and he's still got a couple more years left in him. He is not done. He's not washed whatsoever. He, he still looks great. Uh, uh, what's uh, the word on Cousins? He's got a good uh, quarterback rating. He's uh, he's having another uh, season that could get him paid one way or another here. They, there's no way they could bring him back with a franchise of $29 million, is there? Hey, don't 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 doubt Dan Snyder and Vince Allen. There is there is there is definitely that possibility. You would you would be I believe uh, I think it was twenty six million on the transition tag. If they were to franchise tag him for the third straight year, that would be estimated right now. I believe it's thirty four million dollars. <laughs> but and, but Dan might do it just so he wins the war, right? He's, he's I, got, I, got, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, it, I, it seems ridiculous, but. They, there's nothing better than that. So I, I, it, it's all dependent on what the market is available for him. I think he's going to get paid regardless at some point. It's just the, 
San Francisco acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo kind of put a an interesting wrinkle on the entire situation because now you would assume that he would be their franchise quarterback and that they would that he would assume that role, and that takes out probably the most uh, the biggest competitor for the Redskins in terms of somebody trying to take away Kirk Cousins from this market. Because now, maybe you can transition tag him now because at, at that time before they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo, the Forty Niners are going to have like a hundred million dollars in cap space, so they're going to transition tag him. The 49ers had to throw out a ridiculous contract with the Redskins couldn't match, and he was gone. Um, what, 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 what would he sign for? What would Cousins take? He, he wants to hit the open market and see what he can get. Okay. Oh, uh, he does want to hit the open market. Okay. Yeah, from what I understand, that he, he wants to hit the open market and see what his real value is. And at some point, he's going to keep playing this franchise tag game. Because what he's done over the last two years is that he's used the franchise tag as the base, like the base value of his contract talks. So, uh, two years ago, he made nineteen point nine five million on the con- on the franchise tag, and that's where he wanted the average salary to be on his contract extension. And the Redskins weren't trying to do that. This year, he's making twenty four million. That was exactly where uh, him and his agent wanted the the contract negotiations to be at, and the Redskins weren't budging on it. So, <laughs> this, this has been a a, a cat and mouse kind of game where Cousins has had unprecedented leverage that we've never seen in NFL agency before, particularly from a quarterback and. If he's able to win here, it sets a precedent that would alter exactly how teams go about creating the system here on out. And I thought Matt Stafford was going to do something similar, but he ended up signing a contract extension when I felt like he had the leverage as well with the Lions to drag this process out just like Kirk Cousins has. Hey, Master, who's uh, who's running the operation now that we got rid of the GM? Is there anybody in charge of football, or who's in charge of personnel? Bruce Allen is, is the main dog. Uh, he's the president. Uh, and he's got a couple people below him. Eric Schaefer handles the money. Uh, Doug Williams, who helps handle the personnel aspect of it. Uh, they kind of split the assignments. Alex Santos, who does the pro player personnel element of it. Uh, so those are probably your three main guys that you're looking at. Uh, Doug was obviously promoted. It's kind of helped with the uh, help build the roster uh, component of it. And Schaefer, he's the money man. So, but everything still runs through Bruce Allen. It's it's. It's always been that way, even when, when McClellan was here. Um, McClellan was just more so the talent guy. And now it's even more so that it's apparent that Bruce Allen runs the show here. Hey, Master, just to make you feel better about leaving our midst to a high of 22 here today. So uh, it's a little... Hey, uh, man, hey, it's cold as hell here right now. Man. It's about <laughs> wind gusts to 40 miles an hour. I don't know how cold it is here, but I know it ain't as cold as it is over here for y'all. <laughs> All right, Master. I have a good that one bit. Have, a, have a good ball game, and uh, we'll see you. Take it easy, man. All right. Uh, Master, uh, who worked at the uh, Star Tribune for a while, he was an intern with us, a great kid, Desfacian, and he landed at the Washington Post, so he's doing a good job. Sorry a little bit for the connection cell phone from Washington, but I hope hope you heard uh, most of that uh, uh, update on the Redskins with my pal, Master. We'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? I'm older than pizza, and the U.S. Marine Corps is older than the United States.
United States of America. 1775, November 10th, 1975. Uh, 1775. This is uh, tomorrow will be November the, 10th. Wait, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the 242nd birthday, but I won't be here. That's right. right. right, right, right. I have to give uh, honor to the uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Now uh, I want pizza. My son James, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel in the Corps, uh, got uh, promoted uh, this past summer, and uh, he's a lifer to say the least. And uh, the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, they have the three nicknames. The one that isn't so wonderful. Yes. The jarheads. Yes. Because they got the bad haircuts. Mm -hmm. The leathernecks. That means they're tough, They're right? tough, yes. Yep. And then uh, the hounds from hell, which was given them the Tufel, Tufel Hunden, which was given to them by the German soldiers that they fought in World War One. The hounds of hell uh. in German, or the devil dogs. Either one of those two uh, was uh, one of the nicknames. But the... Uh, the Marine Corps' birthday is tomorrow, and uh, I just had to throw that in there. You know, right? I had a roommate in in, uh, in college that was in the Marines, and he would attend the Marine Corps ball. Yes, there'll be a ball every tomorrow. year, and yeah. uh, I, it was always fun because to see the excitement of him. You know, he's a great friend of mine, but then to hear. The stories that would come out after the Marine Corps the ball. Marine Corps ball. Those now. boys know how to have a good time. So tomorrow is Friday, so it works out perfectly because they can have the ball oh on God. the date. Yes. Now, usually they can, if it's in the middle of the week, they have it either the weekend before or the weekend after. But uh, uh, my son and his wife, Edna, uh, go uh, every year, and Edna requires a new uh, gown, even though they've moved around the world. Okay. Gee, somebody might have seen the gown. She they can't had be last seen year. twice in the same gown. And, Come on. Uh, and I'll call him once in a while and say, "How's the gown hunt going?" He says, "We don't have a kill yet." He we said, don't "We don't have, have a kill, kill yet." yet. <laughs> We're still hoping for a kill here in the next uh, several weeks. But uh, the uh, the he'll probably uh, being at the Pentagon now. He'll probably get a pretty good. Uh, oh heavens! He'll probably yes. end up at a pretty good ball. He might get to be at the same one Madison's at. That's got to be yeah, absolutely. That should be a good. One that would be a good ball to go. Have you play. attended one ever? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> come on. No, uh, they, they, I don't think they could put one of those unis on me. They <laughs> <laughs> get you in a nice gown. <laughs> All righty, Marine Corps tomorrow, 242 years old. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 